0: Shows are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Welcome to the Adventures in Tech podcast. Talking the latest tips and trends in educational technology to innovate and engage your students. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Dan. Welcome to episode 19 of the Adventures in Tech podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew. And I'm the other one, Dan. That's it. We're going to go off the rails. Uh, Anyways. If you like the content, help us out by providing feedback and a rating on wherever you download your podcast from. We greatly appreciate your support, and it's going to be a, uh, almost, we almost should call this off the rails, but we won't. We won't call this episode off the rails, because it's just one of those days that Dan and I are uh, on all kinds of kicks. Focus. Well, you're tenacious, so I don't know what else to say. (laughs) All right. Um, Dan wanted to, uh, before we get to classroom updates, because we had a meeting this morning, so we can kind of uh, give a preview of what's coming, right? Sure. With uh, sixth grade, uh, I want to get to my "Would you rather." Okay, what do you got for me today? Okay, you ready? As would I'll you ever be? Would you rather live in the fictional world of Star Wars or Star Trek? You're really asking me that? Yeah, man. Are you a Trekkie? No. Oh, well, I'm just checking. I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, I would actually. i well, where would I rather live, though? See? That, See, you're, you're like, judging I, me. Like, then look, I, I would go to Star Wars, but that holodeck on Star Trek is pretty cool. See, it's kind of going I, back to that teleport thing. I can go anywhere. Yeah, that's why I brought
0: it up. See, you're, you're making it. Where are you really yeah. asking me I this? Mean, and and then, look, now you're next, like going in deep, off the rails. You know like, what grinds like, my
1: gears? Like Star Wars, <laughs> I'd find myself lost in like the Arctic or in that what planet was that where you had to cut open the thing and and stay I'm going into. to Batu.
0: You're going to Batu. That's yeah. it, man. Go, go Go play in the sand in Tatooine. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with Chewie. So, uh, yeah, we're off the rails, anyways. So, which one? See, tough question. I gave, tough you, a question. Good, I gave you a good question. I want to
1: say Star Wars, but I'm thinking Star Trek would be a lot more comfortable.
0: Okay, touche, maybe, maybe so. All right, I got another one. Like, you know, we'll continue that conversation with something else, uh, you know, uh, in a future episode. So, let's talk, uh, before we get into the weekly wind up. Classroom updates, Dan, you want to talk about the sixth grade meeting we had this morning uh, with a uh, kind of a mini PBL project, I I guess guess we could say. Yeah, we
1: can call it a mini PBL, or we can just call it um, student-centered, but um, looking at the role of teen activism, and the students spend a lot of time researching and writing about various teen activists that they choose to um, delve in deeper. So just looking at, you know, it's a great writing exercise that the students go through, but, you know, looking at to bring some more student agency into it um, is defining an audience, which is going to be their parents. Um, and then coming up with um, the idea of what does it mean to be an activist? Yep. Um, so, you know, they've done a lot of research. They, they've, you know, we, we had the conversation with the teacher as we were flushing it out. Like, where do we want to go with this? What's the outcome? And it kind of got across in the conversations that the students became pretty passionate about the people that they were um
0: researching that yeah. they're
1: researching so once i hear the word passionate um i start thinking of genius hour 20 percent time and so my mind's going there giving them a chance to get into it a little deeper so didn't have the whole genius hour conversation because i think that would have been uh distracting
0: overwhelming a bit
1: overwhelming, a bit overwhelming but i'm um, kind of taking that idea of letting them run with something passionate is then you know, come up with the idea of defining what does it mean to bring an active to be an activist and then allow them to use their research and their writing to back up what their claim is to be. So claim, evidence, reasoning,
0: tying it all together Um,
1: comes right in there and then giving them some student choice on how would you best um, answer your question for your audience? Would you like to use video or would you like to use audio?
0: Right, which I think, again, we always, uh, you know, are big proponents of student choice, and that's the easiest way to get involved. And it doesn't have to be super, uh, you know, uh, massive in size in the sense that it's just two choices, make it simple. So, uh, and then they can go from there and kind of really make it their own. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go into the weekly windup. Uh, you know, we all live in a digital world nowadays, specifically in email. And uh, again, Dan, and I'm waiting for your your audio bit here. Uh, Casey Bell from Shake Up Learning, shake it up. There you go. That's shake what I was waiting up. for.
1: <laughs> shake it up.
0: So uh, she's got an article in regards to time saving Gmail hacks for teachers. Because let's be honest, we email a lot. We email a lot. Whether and- it's administration, <laughs> colleagues, parents, uh, outside visitors, virtual, you know, visitors, wh- whatever it may be. It, there is, uh, there's a lot of emails going on for a multitude of reasons. And, uh, you know, just to go over a couple of her tips, number one, I've used, I'm sure you have used as well, Dan. 30 second delay. That's it. It's I the love undo it. send. So basically, and whoops. It, yeah. It says it a bunch of times. It'll give you a, a pop-up and it's 30 seconds to change your mind about hitting that send button. So you've already hit sent. And then what happens is you're like, oops, I forgot that. Or it's like, Dan's like, why didn't you email it to me? And I'm waiting for the 30 seconds to go by because it hasn't gone into his inbox yet. But it's the same idea, and it's basically in your settings in that gear icon, the cogwheel in the top right corner, and you can choose the number of seconds. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know if you need more than 30, but... Maybe. Well,
1: you don't have a choice.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, um, okay. you won't be able to get anything else. It's like 10 seconds, right? 30 right. Seconds so you got
1: 30 seconds is
0: the max. So that's that's something helpful uh, if you're like, oops, I forgot to attach the attachment. You know, but Gmail now uses that AI also says, if you're like, hey, I've attached this, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you didn't attach anything. So they kind of like make you, you know, it's like a double check for right. you. So.
1: But the undo send is great.
0: It is. Schedule an email. Love that. Just so, when I want to bombard Dan's email box at, like, 3.30 in the morning when he's going out for a run. So, all <laughs>
1: right, since we're, it, it is, we're recording this on a Friday, yep. so I will say I, I get a lot of joy um, bombarding
0: Andrew's email. Yes, he does, because so, it dings my Apple Watch as well.
1: So, because we, we work together uh, uh, so much, and we have a lot of things going on, um, we basically have a shared google calendar yep so anything that we're doing even though we're both not maybe being involved we we invite each other to our calendars just so we can keep track not like i need to know what he's doing at all times but you know so we know what kind of projects are going on we know wh- wh- where things are at where we need to be or if one of us needs to step in and cover for something bounce and,
0: ideas um, right. bounce
1: ideas off <clears throat> so we send a lot of invites and i i i stockpile them he snoozes them so like i wait till i get to a list of about 10 or 15 invites and then i accept them all at once and then when i'm sitting next to him at his desk i hear his watch going ding 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 yeah, it's ding, not only ding. the
0: dings it's also the vibrates and i'm like that ah! makes me like it's, have a you know a seizure almost it's the little things get, it is it is
1: i, I find joy in that ah,
0: thanks dan uh but anyways i don't know how we went off the rails with that we were talking about scheduling an email right so um the it can be super helpful when you're emailing newsletters or reminders, right, right. Or, you know, 7 a.m. You need to do something or 830 or whatever the it's, due date may right. be.
1: Just like when we're, you know, the great feature in Google Classroom where you can schedule the assignments to go out. You can schedule your emails. Um, so, you know, a lot of times we're sitting down at, at some point Um. Writing off things and you know knowing like this isn't the right time to send this email, but I want to get it out. So instead of just hiding it in your drafts and, and waiting to send it later, um, you can schedule that email. So to use this function, um, you just start by composing the email, and then rather than hitting the send button, click on the drop down arrow and choose schedule send.
0: Right, and one of the benefits of that as well is. You know, you compile something on, let's say, Friday as you plan for the following week. Schedule that to go out Monday morning, 730, so you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it because, you know, a million other things happen, you know, uh during the weekend and, and trying to get prep for the, the day. That's that's the best feature of that. This next one I thought was very good. It was an it, email it, yeah, signature. Yeah,
1: that gave me an idea. I mean, I, I think we all know what an email signature is, but I think Casey. Val's um, idea of putting important information and links in your email signature is a great time saver.
0: Yeah, webpage, uh, school district calendars, social medias, wakelets, Google calendars, all of that right there. I think that's a fantastic idea.
1: I mean, that can definitely save you time answering the same questions over and over from parents. You know, instead of you know, what, what, how do I get to this? How to have this? You can always just say refer them to the link in in the signature. Yeah. What's nice is another Gmail hack is have your canned responses. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's another story, but you can have your canned responses, so you can
0: always just send that out too. Yeah, those templates are awesome mm-hmm. with that as well. Um, we talk about labels. Labels are pretty much folders, right. um, so it, it's the same idea I'm sure I think a lot of people uh, have used those in the past but uh, again you just create a simple label you can have nesting labels and groups and everything so it's it's quite beneficial if you need to save something Uh, it's the same thing you know we use the archive a lot Right. right you know archive I know I'm getting ahead of myself but archive versus delete if you archive you'll always have it there in some, you know, it'll be in the cloud.
1: It'll be in the cloud, and all you have to do is search your Gmail, like you'd search for anything else, and it brings up all your
0: archives. That's it. Um, filters, if it's certain people, right? Or, right. Uh, that you need to kind of locate, uh, you know, use that search bar. Uh, you can search via the email address, or subject, or words, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, you were just talking about templates. Templates.
1: I love um, saving draft as templates and having those uh, those responses. So, you know, <laughs> I mean. Once you've been teaching for a while, it becomes clear how much time you spend repeating yourself. I, I and especially when you have young kids at home, I'm sure older kids too. You yep. repeat yourself even more. Yep. And more and more. Um, so to save t- some time, create an email template for those repeat requests, um, and then you can just have a, you know, have that all set up and ready to send out. All you have to do is start composing that email with what that message would be you know, you type the typical message. Um, and then once it's typed, click on the three dots in the bottom right corner, then choose template. And then you're, you're good to go.
0: Yeah. And if you need, uh, you know, we'll post the link uh, to the uh, the article, the blog post uh, in the show notes. Obviously, if you have any questions setting it up, there. it's all in the settings, but we can, uh, you know, obviously help guide you through the way. But I think Casey did a, a pretty good job mm-hmm. of doing that. So Gmail. Yeah. I mean, we all live in the Gmail world. So uh, definitely some of these could be some efficient save uh, time and uh, kind of make things just more streamlined for you in your classroom. Uh, I wanted to talk about the article that Screencastify put out, Dan, before we go uh, before into... Before we go to Kami? Yes. The 11 best ed tech tools to enhance your classroom. Now, remember, as we talk about tools and tool belts wouldn't number to say,
1: one be the Adventures in Tech podcast? That's right. That's okay. number one. To, number tool. one. Number, in your one, hearts, number one in our hearts. Number
0: one in our hearts. But the, uh, you know, the EdTech tools are definitely. I'm trying to stay on the rails, Dan. Anyways, they, uh, they definitely help teachers bring to the classroom, make things more inviting and engaging. And not every tool is going to work for every single task. You have to see which ones are best in your repertoire and go from there. So obviously, Screencastify is posting it. What do you think is number one is? Screencastify, right? Of course. Which. Makes sense. It
1: does. Um, not because that screencast, well, yes, because Screencastify is posting it, but I, I love Screencastify. It's robust. It's so robust, and, and everything you can do with it um, really can help you manage your classroom in more efficient ways, because you have that ability to create the instructional materials on demand for your students, whether you're you're de- demonstrating something on your computer sc- screen on how to, you know, complete a task. If you wanted to model something, you can record yourself as you're doing it on your whiteboard, or you can just turn on that webcam and do it with manipulatives or just show yourself and creating those short videos and, and putting it into the student's um, regular workflow, I mean, it just saves you so much time. And and we talked about repeating yourself. Yep. You can... Just repeat yourself as much as you want and not get aggravated from it. You know, oh, Mr. Nicola, how do I do this? Mr. Nicola, how do I do this? Mr. Nicola, how do I do this? They get in the habit of knowing that there's those supports there with them. They're not going to bombard you every second of the day.
0: Yeah, it it is a key feature, and, you know, as we always say, we like that it's free 99 uh, for five minutes, correct, Dan? Correct. Five minutes, uh, so even if you do not have premium licensing, Screencastify is free, uh, for videos up to five minutes, and let's be honest, most people you don't need more than five minutes because you want to keep that engagement component. So, uh, Screencastify. The next one we talk about was Wakelet. Uh, I think we've done. Uh, I think do justice. They with know Wakelet. our feelings on Wakelet. We love it. Love um, it.
1: Which we're using so much, and we're, the the teacher buy in on Wakelet has been great with the people we're working with so
0: a lot of benefits you know to it with curating and just making things even more collaborative uh than they were in 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 other tools um the next one remind i mean let's talk about remind same kind of thing it can schedule but you do need to have a certain age group Mm -hmm. Uh, i believe it's 13 and up is that correct i'm not 13 or 14 again go to um uh reminds privacy policy to concern uh, just to review uh, and make sure you're aware of the age limit for what they are saying when it comes to text messages and using the remind service. And um, number four, number
1: four, which we all know and we love, is Google Workspace. I mean, so talk about the eleven best ed tech tools. Google Workspace has revolutionized ed tech from from you know going back to to its inception and it's put into schools. The collaboration features alone. Um, just make this one of the best tools to be able to use i mean talk about the the, the idea of slides as creation tools forms for for assessment forms for building google my maps yep. um drawings i mean dot, everything you see there but one thing they do mention is google lens um google lens is pretty cool it's an app so you have to use it on your on your mobile device your phone's camera um so you let you use your phone's camera or photo you took to visually analyze the world around you. It can help students perform research using photos and real-world objects.
0: Yeah, I haven't used much uh, Google Lens that much. No, pops I haven't up and I haven't really played with it. I haven't really had the need for it. So, again, like time we to, say. I guess it's time to jump in the sandbox. Uh, possibly. So, uh, number five I thought was interesting, too, uh, you know, which uh, – there may be districts that have buy-in to this as well, mm-hmm. but you're able to try it for free for 14 days. And we know coming out of the pandemic, uh, SEL is a big thing. So this is something called Headspace, which is a meditation and mindfulness tool that you could bring to the classroom to help students learn to control emotions. Mm-hmm. And we know that students nowadays are struggling with anxieties and worries and obviously for good reasons. So the SEL component is just as important as traditional learning and the, and. I think Headspace is kind of uh, carving a niche in, in the environment of ed tech and education to kind of help, uh, you know, the students. And again, there is uh, it, it is free for 14 days. If it's something valuable, uh, perhaps you look uh, at the subscriptions to see if it's something worthwhile. It's twelve ninety nine dollars a month or $69.99 a year.
1: So I was surprised to see number six as best ed tech tools, but uh, I think it's something that we find valuable, and that's Anchor. Yep. So we know Anchor.
0: Yeah, Anchor's great. (laughs) You know, um, it's – Anchor, they can – you know, we talk about – and we were talking about the roles earlier today, is students can actually make and share their own podcasts. Obviously, we do want to check privacy policies because once you use Anchor does your distribution, so once you, you know, it's free, and once you get out there, it's out there. So, again, you need to ensure that there's no uh, personally identifiable information out there, uh, you know, in regards to that, because we always want to put safety at the forefront. Mm -hmm. But that's something that you can definitely do. And and not, I don't want to say it's, it's, it's not something that you need to use because as long as you're capturing audio, there's enough other ways to distribute and share it in a safe manner. So,
1: so I think we'll post the list for the, for the, um, the yeah, rest. Yeah, they keep of, going on. Yep. The rest, they keep going on. I, I was happy to see Blukit on there. Yeah. Um. I remember we talked about Blukit and saying, like, where have we been? I know we got a response like, yeah, where have you been? I've been using this for a while. But, you know, since we got turned on to Blukit, um, I've seen it used more and more, and it's great. And just kind of throw back, you know what I – would like to see on this list maybe next year that word wall that you shared a couple of weeks ago that is really awesome yeah
0: yeah that's something we can definitely look into as well so uh so we'll post the link in the show notes and uh and then you can check uh the full uh, article out from screencastify from there uh let's talk cammy dan let's talk cammy so, yeah, they have a bunch of teaching templates they're now adding.
1: Right. So they, they have some templates that you can work in in that space, gratitude journals, digital notebooks, uh, checkers, shoots and ladders. Um, there, there's some neat ones. I like the uh, text and markup tool one that they have. So yep. um, there, there is some um, templates. You know, Cami is a, a definite resource. Um, I think it works better in a remote environment Agreed. than it does in a blended or um, classroom environment. Um, yeah. But it does, it, it can be useful in there as well. So looking at those teaching templates, um, it could inspire you to, to use one of these or to create it, something similar for yourself in a tool that might work better for your students or your classroom.
0: Right. And the Cami library that came out of the Kami Connect conference, which I think happened at the end of February, was, you know, uh, pretty much, they're, it's their new, it's their new feature. So mm-hmm. um, they have 109 resources in here. It's going to continually uh, grow and evolve. But comic strips, graffiti walls, cause and effect, a bowling theme, a gratitude challenge. So uh, we'll post the link. You can check out the templates, see if anything kind of uh, works for you, and then we'll go from there uh, with Cami. Again, like Dan said, I think uh, it's got its use, but it's not as useful now as uh, students, you know, depending upon the age level, are now back in person. Right. So. Uh, Google had an update, and this one is one we have been waiting for. Scheduling yeah. posts for multiple classes in Google Classroom. Yeah,
1: so teachers can now schedule posts across multiple classes in Google Classroom, um, and that that's great because normally, like, you can only schedule for one class, so mm-hmm. you'd have to so, – For all the people that are out there trying to, like, get their digital space set, I've now, you know, schedule an email. Now schedule your assignments across multiple classes. That's a huge time saver. Yeah,
0: publish immediately. Yeah, you can publish immediately. You can publish at a certain time. You can change different topics, uh, you know, for that. So uh, if you have something that, you know, if you don't use the same topics uh, all the time, you can save them as drafts. Uh, and it's free 99 um, and the rollout has started. So uh, hopefully within the was next our, 15 days.
1: Right. That was our uh, St. Patrick's Day gift uh, yesterday. That's right. They, so, and, uh, the availability is to Google Workspace for Education Fundamentals, Education Standard, and the Teaching and Learning Upgrade and Education Plus customers. It's not available to Google Workspace Essentials, Business Starter, Business Standard, Business Plus, Enterprise Essentials, Enterprise Standard.
0: Yeah, which would make sense because, again, mm-hmm. most times I think it, it's all in the educational world when you're talking right. about scheduling in, in Google Classroom. So it doesn't really have uh, you know an area for there. All right. So this week's episode, we wanted to uh, discuss Canva. And I don't think a lot of people have the uh, like a lot of background knowledge uh, for Canva, but Canva is used in educational and business mm-hmm. world. Um, and so, basically, when we talk about what what is Canva, Canva, you know, to give you you know the you know the summary, it's just basically it's a graphic design platform very and it's similar free. to Adobe, very much so, right? And you know, it can make anything, anything. I'd say it's you know it's trying to carve out its space in direct competition with the Adobe licensing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is free, and you can put backgrounds, make things professionally designed. You could have your own photos. Like, there's a lot, you know, it's got 50,000 templates to use. Uh, it's got uh, all kinds of cropping and straightening, adding text features. So it's a robust tool. They have free videos to kind of go over it, you know, but that's kind of like the, you know, the three-sentence three summary of what it is. And then now... We can talk about how it could be used in education, you know, just to give you some ideas.
1: So, you know, the whole idea of of digital design is something that I think comes into play, especially when we we um, start instituting student choice and referencing UDL with multiple ways of representing your knowledge is that students are living in a digital world and they can, they, they know the, a lot of them know the idea of creating for a digital space. Now we don't want students going into their social media um, right. And like actually working in Instagram or working in TikTok or working in, in in any of those platforms because of all the privacy and things you just don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but like much like Adobe Canva now has those opportunities where students can develop things for social media, um, develop print products, marketing products, office pro- I, all these different things they can design um, using some templates uh, that that are really easy to interact with. So if you're looking for for Ways for students to publish digitally. um, Canva is a good way to to do it. Of course, you know you could do it. They can do a variety of different things. Adobe is great. Um, They can design things in slides and drawings. But having some resources there for them to go to would be great. And it's also good for you as you're designing your things. Um, for you, for teachers to design infographics, to do presentations, to create classroom posters, to create a, a Google Classroom header, I love that. Right. That's
0: a big one. That's yeah. a
1: big one. Um, so for teachers and for students, there all these uh, creation tools and templates: a group work template, a classroom announcement, a newsletter template. How much? How often are we trying to help teachers create newsletters in, in slides and docs and all that? So it's just another great tool that's out there.
0: Yeah, and one thing I know we talked, I also want to mention, uh, we've been talking about playlists and YouTube. You can make YouTube channel art in Canva, so that's another way that you can uh, utilize Canva, you know, uh, pretty easily in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about uh, restaurant menus, so they have, and these are all templates, you know, as we start to think uh, of how, you know, creative ways that we can use it in the classroom, you know, those are a few. One thing I did want to mention is Canva also has um, a Exact number right now is one thousand twenty one templates of bookmarks so mm-hmm. you know kids love bookmarks i don't I don't think age matters because everybody's reading you know we're lifelong learners and a bookmark so imagine being able to just find some of these and they're already done for you print them out, laminate them and then now you have another uh thing that you know and they could create their own bookmark right. But- You know, like I love the one for, you know, the younger kids where you can, you know, that you know, the words that they need to kind of learn. So there's one that has to straight up has to do with subject pronouns. I, you, he, she, it, we, they. Youngest learners, you talk about reinforcement of skills. That's an easy way with that kind of bookmark.
1: And also what's nice about Canva is it is designed for the education space. So it's, it's integrated with um, Google Workspace. So you can um, have that sign in there. You can create teams. You can share resources throughout your district. You can create groups as a teacher, and then be able to collaborate and share with share with um, your colleagues and also with your students.
0: You know, and Canva has an article that I uh, wanted to mention, Dan. And number one is going to be your favorite one. It says, "Here are ten ways to use Canva in your classroom." Number one: practice design thinking. Woohoo! I knew you were going to love that. So they yes. have they have that. They have design your own lesson plans. Uh, you can discover other educators' lesson plans. So a lot of people uh, are sharing in that, uh, you know, environment. There's one here uh, where it says social, social change through persuasion. Love so, that. again, the lessons are there. Uh, learning hey portfolios. Hey, that ties into the uh, teen activism. That's it. You know, um, the, create presentations and videos if you wanted to give something, uh, just another choice, right, mm-hmm. uh, you know, compared to slides. Build branding for your classroom, uh, students can create different kind of you know learning plans depending upon their age level. And obviously group projects can be uh, more appealing and they can kind of collaborate on them because we've done that a lot with book covers and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. So Canva has an article giving you some ideas of, of how to utilize it in the classroom. Um, the last thing, Dan, I wanted what? to
1: go ahead. Oh, I'm sure we're probably going to the same place is Matt Miller hooks us up. Once again, I can't wait till we get him on the
0: podcast. Yeah. Um, It's scheduling right now. He's a busy guy. He
1: is a busy guy. And I think a lot of our listeners are anxiously awaiting that. Um, but you know, ditch that textbook comes out with 20 Canva templates to use in class tomorrow. So if you open this up and you look at our links, you'll find things and you know, these free templates and everything that Canva is putting out, like canva is a great graphic design tool in itself. Um, But students can do the work inside of Canva. It's easy to get signed up with Google. Um, But um, you can also download these templates and add them to slides or or to Google Slides or if you're a Microsoft district, to PowerPoint. So if you don't want your students working inside of Canva, you can always open up one of the templates, delete the placeholder text in it, and then download the templates as an image file and then go create them in Slides or PowerPoint.
0: Right, just adjusting the size will make it easy. And, of course, check with uh, your district's tech department and – Uh, privacy officer in regards to making sure that they have signed their Ed Law 2 agreement. But uh, I think Cam has pretty much been on top of that with most of them. yeah. So uh, I don't foresee it being a problem. But again, always just ensure that they have signed uh, and have checked off all the boxes for the privacy agreements. You know, looking at Matt's thing, I love magazine covers and book covers. Right. Just looking at them. That's great. I see
1: CD cover. And I kind of question, like, they don't know what a CD is. Yeah, yeah. But that could be about we'll cool, your blockbuster, Dan. <laughs> could, could be a cool history lesson, right? I, I can still bring in
0: my CDs. I've got a lot of them. What about? I think you? they were trying to get in the music world there, right? You what, know? what about you, Mister DJ? You still have your CDs? I have some, but you don't know, think about this. So I'm going to go off the rails for a minute here. A lot of cars nowadays don't have CD players. No, they don't. No, they don't. Mine doesn't. Up, you know, they don't. They don't have CD players. So the the I wonder what year they stopped. You know, I, it's got to be like, I'd say in like 2017, 18, they stopped putting the CD player drives in the cars.
1: But you know, it's funny. It's like, I, I, I mean, I just remember I, I, we're off the rails and we only have a few more minutes, so I'm staying off the rails. But like, <laughs> you know, you look at that design feature, like to design, like, you know, we, maybe we can just say it's cover art now. You know, it could be right. a CD cover, but it could be if students are designing a podcast, yep. they can create the cover art for the podcast. Or if they're making a music playlist um, f- for something, they can design their own covers and and them, that CD cover um, could be out there digitally. But I just know like that listening component of something goes right along with that visual component as you're looking at something with, with listening along. I mean, I just think of when I was so young going through all my dad's albums, right? And just playing Like these are records Records, records on a record player um, and Which have that,
0: come back I'm sorry to interrupt. They have
1: Vinyl has come back You
0: can get them at like Coles now The record right. players
1: and, But I would just look at the cover art And I'd look at the at the, the, the liner sleeves And I'd read everything As I was listening along to the music I even noticed my five-year-old son Like when we're listening to something in the car He's looking over he's, And he's looking at the image that's on the radio like mm-hmm. Like it's the cover And he gets mad when it's not there because he yep. wants to see it along with hear it, so I, I think you know we say CD cover, but I think that visual to go along with audio um, is pretty powerful.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and it's it's interesting that I, mean, I don't even know if CDs are really even sold anymore. Uh, I'm sure to some degree some of them are because mm-hmm. there are people who still have those devices, but well, where they're selling
1: cassettes it. again, so. There is that.
0: Yeah, great. Then eight tracks. It's, well, it's, I don't think it's, all, it's all full circle here, right? We already got record players. Have you back. ever listened
1: to an eight track?
0: Mm, not in years.
1: When it just, like, stops in the middle of a song. And then you're to eject it.
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's literally like a, like the spin back of a record there. Then, it's it's showing my
1: age right now.
0: Yeah, but um, I lost my train of thought. We were talking off the rails. That, but, that you know, well. the,
1: the templates are in there and, I, you know, Canva is um, what I like about it is the same thing I like about uh, Adobe Creative Express is just yeah. giving a, a good starting point for students to design. We always want them to be a creator of something and to be able to have unique designs in a way that, that's manageable for them to achieve because they have an envision they have a vision and the incorporation of all these social media type templates um, will allow them to really think about what they're doing and and, and express it in a language that they know so um, whether you're going to Adobe canva um, they're both targeted towards education and students and kids so you can't go wrong
0: no and the one thing i did want to mention now that i'm back on the rails is there are hundreds of templates available inside canva Mm -hmm. and you know like dan said they are in the education world they're in business marketing social media personal you know whatever you need it for However, the big thing is Canva Pro, because there's obviously licensing, right? Of course. But Canva Pro is free for educators. You basically just need to verify that you are an educator with the company, and then you'll have access to all of their templates, you know, uh, in the template menu, and then you can kind of utilize them. And then you really don't have to worry about the uh, the digital agreement for privacy, uh, because, We're over the age of 18, so Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about sharing, uh, you know, uh, that uh, identifiable information. But Canva Pro, again, we like the free 99, and there it is. So you can definitely get your own subscription uh, to Canva Pro and Canva and try to, uh, you know, start messing around and see what you like. All right. All right. Any final thoughts, Dan? We did go off the rails a little we bit, did. but that's I, all right. We
1: have a lot of thoughts. In I there, hope somebody right?
0: has an eight track that they can send to you, <laughs> uh, or at least a picture. Tag him in social media, okay, and and get that done. That's yeah, what I, I
1: would do. I'm also curious of how many people are listening actually owned maybe a record player or a maybe CD they still player. have one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, there's you know, like I said, albums are coming back. Mm-hmm. They are. I mean, not not maybe not as much, but you know, the new generation, like we talk about the streaming, the Netflix. It's that's all it is. Whether it's using Alexa. Right? Or, okay, Google.
1: Alexa, play 90s alternative.
0: You know, whatever it is, you're not going to be flipping your cassette to the B side to hear the songs anymore. So, uh, yeah,
1: but then you don't have the struggle when you're making a mixtape and you only have, you have like,
0: Four minutes and play at the same time. Or you have right? like
1: four minutes left on your tape and you got to figure out the right song so it doesn't get cut off.
0: Dan, you were one of those individuals that you were listening to the top nine at nine on K104 and trying to record the number one song. That's it. I was listening
1: to Enriquez.
0: <laughs> it. I don't know about that. Oh, here we go. No, we're not going there. No, let's let's, 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 uh, let's wrap up. Wrap up. Thanks, Final everyone. Thoughts. Thank Any, you very much. Be sure to uh, fill out the sticker request if you want a sticker. swag. That's it. Get some swag. And uh as always, thank you for all your support listening on whatever platform or 8-track you are listening to us on and leaving us a review. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, Quick. please reach out. Tech hard, work smart, live to adventure. Find Andrew on all socials at a Nicola Tech and Dan at WCSD Tech DR.